Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, it's Malls. It's episode 56 of Please Advise, and I have already driven Christina Lopez to the goddamn brink before we've even started recording. She just told me she's about to hit a point. <laughs> she's been here for 15 minutes. I'm still a little drunk from last night. That's a full disclosure moment. I have to say, I went dancing last night with some friends at a nightclub. And um, someone offered to put a baby in me, and another person offered to um, get me in the menagerie. Um, a threesome. The glass menagerie? The glass menagerie. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, you guys, I have some things I want to talk to you about this week. So I went to go see Ariana Maddox and Meredith Bryce Loss, uh, who were doing their uh, first podcast, and I was their first guest. And um, I've been doing this thing on Snapchat where I ask strangers if I should buy a gun, you should follow me. It's Malls Official. Worst username ever, but I saved it like thinking I was going to get my name changed through Snapchat and then it didn't happen and now I don't know how to change my name. So anyway, um, it all cumul- um, cumulated. Is that a word? Cumulated. <laughs> I'm going to hit myself with the punishment stick. You guys will know what that is later. Um, but yeah, so it all... Uh, a com- what, what is the word? <laughs> it all came to a head. <laughs> with Tom Sandoval shooting me with a BB gun. Um, which was a fun... It felt good. I liked it. Um, I didn't mind it. I'd do it again. Um, so that night I got pretty tossed though. I got t- to the point that I was willing to let someone shoot me with a gun. And um, so I was really drunk. And I called an Uber at 2 o'clock in the morning to go home. And this lady, like, obviously saw me coming. And so she took me for, like, an extra little lap around Glendale. And I realized what she's doing. And so I go to her. I was like, hey, just let me out of this car. I want to get out right now. And she was like, right now? I was like, yeah. I was like, we're really far from my house. We already passed my house. And she was like, okay. So I'm wasted. I get out of the car in this like industrial area. And then all of a sudden an off-duty cab driver rolls up to me. And he's like, hey, get in my car. And I'm like, no. And he's like, come on, I'll give you a ride home. And I'm like, is your meter on? And he was like, no. And he's like, I'm off-duty. I'll just take you home. I want to take you home. I feel like you look lost. And I was like, not lost. I was like, but I will get in your car. So I took a picture of the car. And texted it to Ed. And I got into the cab. And uh, he takes me like, I said, oh, I said, oh, can you drop me off at 7-Eleven? I want to get a cigarette. And he was like, can I, can I smoke a cigarette with you? And I was like, maybe. So he takes me to 7-Eleven. I get out. Inside 7-Eleven, I have a, a crisis of conscience, a conscious, a conscious crisis. And I was like, no fucking way am I getting in this man's car again. So I bought a pack of cigarettes for him. 
I went outside and I said, here are your cigarettes. And I said, have a nice night. I'm going to walk home. And he's like, I don't want your cigarettes. He's like, why are you being so weird? And I was like, I'm not being weird. I think actually this is a really normal reaction for a girl that just realized she drove in a stranger's car for, for almost a mile and now wants to walk home. I think this is a really normal reaction. Um, So I start walking back and he just like creeps along the street next to me. I'm wasted, by the way. It's like 2.30 in the morning now in Glendale. There's no one out. Um, And it's all quiet and shit. So um, there's probably like coyotes in the distance. And so... um, (laughs) so I mean, it's Glendale. There probably actually is coyotes in the distance. Right, yeah. So then like... So then he creeps next to me the whole time. He's like, hey, get my car, get my car. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I finally get home and my and I check my phone and it says that I've been charged $24 for my Uber ride. And I'm really pissed. Like $24 for to be sexually harassed by this man. So I write a very impassioned email to Uber. And then I get an email saying um, – that they've adjusted my rate $6 off because um, she clearly took me on an unnecessary loop. And I was like, do you understand I'm telling you I was harassed by an off-duty cab cab driver after getting in his car drunk because your driver left me in a strange neighborhood? Do you think I should pay $18 for that? So I didn't hear anything for two days. And then I got this like crazy email from like some like probably some HR type of person. And he was like, We're, we take this stuff very seriously. Here's your $18. And also we've given you several credits. So Uber, they I probably was actually, actually really like pissed. Googled your name and they were like, oh shit, well, we have I, enough bad PR as it is. I have been on Uber since they came to LA. Like the month that they came to LA, I joined. I used to only, I've spent thousands of dollars on uber and i was really enraged at the idea of having to pay 18 dollars to get harassed anyway you guys um oh i want to tell you something else too i have a dress on today (laughs) my guest is just laughing at me (laughs) i have a dress on today and i found out about it because um jenny mullen biggs who's a writer she has a sister who has a instagram called f21 finds and she goes to forever 21 and she goes through all the shit so that you just basically like she t- like lists the top items of every month on her Instagram. Someone should do that for like Marshalls or something. That's the only thing is that the thing the thing with Marshalls is that the stores store to store it changes so much. But I would like that for Gap, J. Crew, like any of those mall stores, they actually will have a couple nice things per season. Like I don't mind perusing like a Gap, but I feel like the thing about Fair Over Twenty One is that it's more digging involved. Yeah. So, like, I can see how, like, an account like that would be very helpful. H&M is like that for me, too. Yeah. I get, like, nauseous just walking into an H&M. And I feel like I never can find anything. But sometimes I'll look at something and be like, what is that? And they're like, H&M. And I'm like, I would have never looked for that ever. Oh, also, um, Lara Shane Hall's former guest of ours had a little viral moment. I know. I saw that. <laughs> um, she does this, She did this great parody of Taylor Swift inviting all of her guests out to stage. And, Please welcome um, to the stage. Yeah. Uh, so that'll probably be like two weeks old by the time this airs. Yeah. But what was your favorite the funniest one? funniest thing. Um, the Fabulous 51 Victims of Bill Cosby. I think it was my favorite. And she got me <laughs> off top with the hologram of Maya Angelou. <laughs> I know. And I also love Gigi Hadid and the Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. That was really funny too. Um, so our guest today is a very, very good friend of mine. He's someone that I love super much. He's like my Asian brother. His name is Sun Jin Lee. 
<laughs> you may know him as Sonny Lee. He's a uh, DJ and a television writer, and um, I'm his manager. Is I'm for music. Um, only, what's your DJ? Only one of those things are really true. <laughs> I, I'm a writer. Okay. <laughs> if you were a DJ, what would your DJ name I, be? I did DJ for for fun. Uh, like last year, but I, I don't really anymore. I, I wouldn't call myself. He's that. headlining Bonnaroo this year. He's <laughs> <laughs> headlining Bonnaroo. Molly, can yeah. you tell people what your DJ name was? DJ Little Dead Eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone always used to tell me my eyes look dead as fuck because I was just always stoned and I would just always have like cold little dead eyes. So DJ Little Dead Eyes. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> mm. But I also had DJ Molly Danknogs for a really long time too. <laughs> Molly is drinking a charcoal pressed juice. Yeah, activated charcoal is my shit. Sunny, have you had this shit yet? I have, but I hear it's only good if there's actually something wrong with you. Yeah. Because the charcoal needs to bind to something. Yeah, well, it's binding to this uh, liquor that's pumping through my veins <laughs> <laughs> super hard right now. It's yeah. just rushing through my veins. I drank liquor last night. I never do that anymore. I haven't had a drink in over a year. I that's think. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and what do you do instead? Uh, I meditate. Uh -huh. I've been real into meditation. Uh, just like regular meditation or just like transcendental meditation? Um, some of it's supplemented by um, other things. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think um, like there's this a, is such a California conversation. It, it absolutely <laughs> like charcoal is. drinks and meditation. Yeah. yeah. But I looked at uh, the UK Medical Journal did like the study of 20 substances and what's like the worst for you and what's the, I guess, quote, best for you. And uh, it, like for harm to yourself, I think alcohol was number four. Yeah, alcohol is poison. Yeah, it's it's poison. It's straight up poison. <laughs> alcohol and tobacco. Well, I wonder where tobacco was. Tobacco rate. Yeah, it was in the tobacco was in. I think that is either six or seven. Yeah. Um, what was number one? I believe it was heroin. Oh, which makes sense. Cocaine. Where's that on there? I think that was number two or three. Street meth was also a two or three. I forget. The I would hope street meth would be one. What was the yeah. outlet? Uh, UK Medical Journal, two thousand seven. And then list of drugs, search. All right, pick. You're addicted to heroin or meth. Which one? I do heroin. Me too. Yeah. Something about meth just. It's just too cray cray. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. too, like, blah. Yeah. Like, I, that's, I leave heroin. I might just a nice be a little, yeah. like, vain too, because you see those mugshots, so those, like, progressive mugshots oh. of people who do. Yeah. Meth, like one. I year, mean, look how good Kate Moss ago. and Pete Doherty look. I they look great to me, and I think heroin is sustainable long term as well. You can. Well, my psychologist that I see actually told me. Well, I probably shouldn't say this. Uh, well, I'm not saying her name. She was like, heroin's actually not that bad for you if you have the right dosage and um, it's and the quality of it. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> heroin's not that bad should for I, you. Should I get a new psychologist? Please advise. Uh, <laughs> Cocaine is actually number two on the list. Oh, all okay. right. There Give me go. the whole list. Okay, uh, heroin, cocaine, barbiturates, mm. street methadone. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol is number five. Ketamine is number six. Oh, but this oh, is yeah. this is the list that um, includes harm to yourself and harm to others. They separated oh, it out. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> Who cares? What's wrong with me? <laughs> Benzos are number seven. Oh, really? Amphetamine is number eight. Tobacco is at nine. Mm -hmm. And number I'm on ten at is at least three of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A little benzo street methadone cocaine to start off your Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Just wake up on a Saturday, a little street meth. <laughs> street meth. Like as opposed to what? Yeah. House meth? It's not <laughs> it's methadone, not yeah. um, methamphetamine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> different meth, different kind of meth. House meth. Uh and weed is at eleven. And MDMA was pretty low, like number eighteen yeah. or something. LSD. Have you done ayahuasca? No, but a friend of ours that we both know, who mm -hmm. I won't say, uh, just did it recently. Like got a sh like one of the main shamans in all those documentaries. Yeah, and they went to Vancouver, like picked up the shaman, and then went to a cabin in Seattle, and then got stopped at the border, and uh, and so they almost got busted. But they did it for three days because the ceremony you can't just do it one night; you have to do it the full three nights. And it said it, he said it changed his life. He's like a completely different person. Shit, dude. <laughs> I know. I want to try it so bad, but I really would want to do it like the official way. Like, yeah, yeah. I hate it when people are like telling me this like janky shit where they're like, oh, I'll just do it at home. I'm like, you want to shit and piss yourself at your house on crazy psychedelic drugs that <laughs> no one can relate to? Like, no one can like, it's not like mushrooms where someone can be like, oh, like, I get that. Like, no one knows no. what you're going through no. and they don't know how to handle you. You need to be with someone for something like that. I don't know why people would fuck with that. Like, you need an anchor, as they say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go do that stuff for sure in, um, like, South America. That would be an interesting please advise. Yeah, <laughs> please advise. <laughs> I have to like guide Molly ball. through her trip. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We should do a please advise where I'm on mushrooms. That'd be a lot of fun for you, not so much for me. And no, it wouldn't be fun for you, but no. I think it would be fun for the at-home audience. It would repair... <laughs> It would repair this relationship that's breaking. Oh, you know what? That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. It would bring us close together. Also, by the way, Christy and I want you to know something. I've been listening to a lot of Howard Stern recently, and I've noticed something, which is that Howard is obsessed with Robin's tits. And I feel like maybe <laughs> that's where my obsession with your tits comes from, is that it's just a very common thing in this world to be obsessed with your partner's tits. And... <laughs> It's an archetype. That's yeah. 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 So that's but that's what's going on here, I think. Yeah. I mean, he says crazy things about her boobs. No, I know. There's like songs devoted to her. Yeah. Memory, so but. I'm just saying there's a lot there's a, a a lot of room here for us. A lot of creative room. I mean, here I guess. But where's Nick? He's away. He's in New York, actually. So what'd you do here last night? <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple friends over, and they just left an hour before you came Listeners here. can't see the look that you gave her <laughs> when you asked that. What would you say that look is? It was a side little dead eyes. <laughs> yeah, little side dead eyes. So, Sunny, um, did you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice today? I did. Okay. Did my homework. Want to give them to me? Uh, oh, he wrote them out in, like, really nice paper. Yeah, that's to be really honest, that's how I imagined it going down i didn't know that all of our other guests would be such lazy losers <laughs> well first reason would be that uh i'm i think i'm not equipped to give advice because 
I've made tons of mistakes in my life, but maybe that's why I am equipped to give advice because of those said mistakes. You you probably learn more from those mistakes than people who have done nothing yeah, their entire lives. And, and still making mistakes. So uh, 1560 on the SATs. Okay. That's the, Back uh, when 1600 was the yes, highest score. Yeah. Little babies so listening to this. Not a lot of mistakes on, on the old SATs. No, but, uh, not too many. Uh, so my reading comprehension is pretty good. So that is probably good for advice giving. Uh, and uh, I listen to a lot of TED Talks recently. Mm -hmm. That's just all I do. So I can pass on. Gilbert? Uh, I haven't listened to that one. What's okay. that? It's good. She talks about being a creative and how to like sustain that creativity. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah. I've been doing more. I don't really like, need to listen to stuff like that. <laughs> Jill Bolte Taylor, have you heard that one? No, I haven't. Stroke of Insight, highly recommend it. Okay. <laughs> Malls is so not. Bernice interested. Brown or whatever. No, I actually am. I just find it's really fun to pretend I'm not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Uh, no, those are three. Those oh, are that's my... all three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the biggest crime you've ever committed? That I got caught doing? No. Oh. Um. Mm. Uh. That you can admit without going to jail, I guess. Don't even qualify it. Pro probably something on that list that we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm being very, like, coy <laughs> because, like, my I think I told you my mom listened to a podcast that I was on yeah. uh, very recently. And then she, she called me very upset. Uh, and I thought it was about drug conversations that I was having on that podcast. But it actually was because I talked about punishment sticks yeah because your mom hit you with a punishment stick yes can you say how dare you bring up the punishment stick in korean <laughs> please come on please say it for me i actually i don't think i can say it off the top of my head can but, you try well she called it she actually didn't call it <laughs> can i try fuck you um she actually didn't call it a punishment stick i realized she called it a kmart meme <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, meme in Korean means it's like spank spank, <laughs> and we bought this we bought the stick from Kmart. So she's basically saying I'm gonna hit you with the Kmart spank spank. <laughs> oh, that's the best thing. Kmart spank spank. Oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> Sunny, what's the most embarrassed you've ever been? Uh, probably right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not even top. Five. Uh, no, I I think uh, it was in I I lived in Korea from third to sixth grade, and then when I moved back, I, I went to school in Minnesota, and uh, I remember the teacher called me by my full Korean name, which you did at the beginning of this podcast, mm -hmm. Sunjin Lee. But my parents chose to put a lot of letters in there. Mm -hmm. It's spelled S-E-O-N-G-J-I-N. Mm -hmm. So imagine a Minnesotan teacher taking attendance. She's like, She doesn't know what that is. Lee, <laughs> are you here every day? Uh, so that was really miserable, which is why I started going by Sunny. I just wrote it on my homework one That's day. That's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you came up with Sunny. Thanks. That is really cute. Um, what do you love about your girlfriend, Katie? Uh... I would say, uh, like, this is so cheesy, but like who she is. She, yeah. She's got like just the best heart out of she anyone. She does. She's I know. a really good heart. Uh, she's a special ed teacher getting her PhD in special education, and she actually wants to make a difference in that yeah. field. And uh, just a real good human being. Yeah. So, very lucky. 
You know what amazes me about Katie? Is she can tie one on like nobody's business and get up and go to school the next day, (laughs) which has really enlightened me, like being an adult and seeing how hard my friends who are teachers party, like about what the fuck was going on when I was at school. Like every day my teachers must have been like hungover or like still a little drunk. Like, do you know, like it's not that it's not hearing the behind the scenes of a school is actually really terrifying. (laughs) Crazy. When I was in Austin, I met a girl who um, would regularly call in sick to school. She would call in a sub so that she could stay out and do Molly all night. And it just, it blew my mind. Blew my mind. And she was now like I'm just a mess. thinking back, I'm like, all the times that we did subs. <laughs> yeah, no, they were all doing Molly. For they were sure. all doing Molly or like too hungover to yeah. come in. <laughs> I'm eating a strawberry. This is really terrible, but because it was Texas, the girls that I knew were very conservative and this aforementioned teacher had had an abortion and her friend um, referred to her as her abortion roommate. God. <laughs> then because she judged her so harshly for having an abortion. And, and, and really like it took me, I think the entire summer to be properly appalled by it. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't, cause I don't think I really knew how to process it. And then I was like, Oh, she like actually had an abortion. Like that's really fucked up, man. Her abortion roommate. <laughs> I feel like I'm really all over all over the place today, you guys. I feel like this is not a good episode so far. I feel like everyone's tuning out and turn, like <laughs> they're just like, I'm gonna just listen to straight up with Stassi. <laughs> Stassi's podcast from Vanderpump Rules. Are you watching Pump Rules? I don't watch uh, reality TV too much. Why? I don't know. I just something about it uh, feels very negative to me. Oh, really? You yeah. don't get good vibes from. From reality television. But you would have liked Unreal, I feel like, which was a scripted show on Lifetime. I, I heard good things about it. Yeah, yeah, I think you would have liked Unreal. I really I'll, I'll watch a competition that. reality show. Like, So you think you can dance? You love that shit. I'm that's deep, right. Deep I, in it. That's right. No, I, I love a chopped. I'll, I'll do a chopped. Yeah. I don't like any food shows because I can't taste it, so I can't verify. And I think they're all full of shit. Why do you like reality TV? I mean, is this... Um, because... I need to unplug my brain like my brain if I have to think about a scripted I think about scripted stuff too much like you see how I am with pretty little liars if I got into if everything I watched existed in my world like that I would never leave the house Hmm. so I just watch my real housewives and I laugh at them and I love that and it gives me life yeah yeah and I, I think they're funny I think it's funny um it's there's something cathartic about watching people who are worse than you. Um, it's also why I think I like true crime shows and stuff too. Well, I love a true crime. Yeah. And and I was listening to something. The producer of Bachelor was being interviewed and he was saying that the same way that people love the fairy tale, they love nightmares as well. And mm. he's like, and that's the other, that's what we're showing is we're showing the nightmares. And I thought like, that's so profound and that's what's true it's like i just like to see things that terrify me and make sure. me uncomfortable but do you feel like the difference between true crime and say real like real housewives do you feel that maybe real housewives is exploitative of mental illness a little bit in some people do you think that true crime is exploitative of the victims well certain some shows sure i mean look i think that the unfortunate thing with 
all of those shows. And I say this a lot. I think Brandy on Real Housewives is an example of this. I think Kristen on Vanderpump Rules is an example of this. They were not strong enough to be put in that environment in the first place. They don't know how to be passive participants in that world and accept the drama at face value. They take it on way too much and they take it way too literally. And everyone else seems to be like in on the JK that like at the end of the day, this is all like manufactured drama to keep the show on the air. But they really take it on and live it as a lifestyle. And that is what I think is unfortunate is that some people just aren't strong enough to go in in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, The Kim Richards thing, for example, I look more at the family for that. Like, because Kyle's on the show too. And she was watching her sister go through this. I mean, like, Kim needed a check too. Like, for someone like her, where was she going to work? She wasn't getting work anymore. Sharknado 3. Yeah, I know. I, it is really sad that what's going on with her. All that shit she stole from Target. Did you see like the pictures of what she stole? Yeah, it was just like it was from the dollar bin. All, all most of it was from like the dollar. It was bin. like stickers and yeah. like and well, the first question I had was and, like, which Target was it? Is she is she pulling like a? And it was in Van Nuys, yeah. you guys. Not to get all Californians on you. Why do they do that? But Van Nuys why, is very like. Far. Why did the Jinx shoplift? Well, they say that. Uh, well. Obviously, it's thrill, like yeah. the thrill of it. But um, Dr. Drew, I read um, a quote from him saying that it's not uncommon when women are um, like detoxing from opiates um, for them to start shoplifting. It's very common because it something it's something with women and opiates. But like when they go off of them, they need the rush, the, the dopamine rush of stealing. Oh, shit. And so, like, that often is what happens. I mean, because what she stole, like, there was nothing there for her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have young children anymore. Like, they, she stole toys. Like, she stole little kids' toys. It was weird. It was, like, not only that, but there was no way she was getting away with it. It was, like, six shopping carts full of things. Like, it was, like, <laughs> she couldn't even get out of the door. Yeah, she was, like, pushing the carts outside and, like, stacking them up. Like, well, it was stolen. It's sad. I, we're laughing, but it's really... It's actually very sad. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is... It is it's, it's really, really sad, actually. Yeah, so... I hope she's getting the help that she yeah. needs. And, you know, the, the worst part is, is that, like, that guy Monty that she's been taking care of that's dying is, like, the biggest enabler of all. Like, because when, when she was arrested, he his reaction was, like, surely this is a mistake. It's, like... No, it's not a mistake. That, like, for sure just happened. And, like, the fact that you think that that's impossible at this point is, like, so telling. Because Kim's in a lot of... She's in a bad way, man. I'm worried about her. Praying for you, Kim Richards. You guys, are you ready to do Please Advise? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Hi, Mald and Chrissy and Christina. Love you guys. Um, So, I'm 25. I live in Brooklyn. I have this awesome boyfriend. We live together and we've been together for two years. And my question is, how can I help my boyfriend get exercise in his life? Or should I? Uh, um, two reasons why I want him to exercise. Uh, one, he's like an audio engineer, so he works at a computer all day or like all night because he works all night and he sleeps all day. And he is always sitting on the train, so, you know, he doesn't move around. And I think because of this, he's gotten, you know, he's gotten a tummy, and maybe he's not as healthy as he's been in the past. And uh, and I've, and the other reason is that I started exercising for my own physical and mental health. And I, and I got a membership at Brooklyn Boulders, and it's so much fun. And I'd love for him to come with me. Um, 
And in the recent past, I've been all like, hey, I want to exercise more. Maybe you can come with me. Or, hey, how can I help you do this? And we've made soft plans to go running or bouldering together. But he's so busy. And honestly, I'm still just trying to get him to take one day off each week because he's a freelancer. So, um, so most days we only see each other um, when one of us is asleep anyways. So I don't know if he even has time. And, and I can also tell it's like sensitive for him. And I'm not trying to say that I love him less because he's not in shape because that's not why we're together. But I mean, is it shallow of me to push this? Um, I don't know. Please advise. Just tell him that you don't want to fuck a fatty and he's making your pussy dry as hell. And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah, next. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote next call. <laughs> uh, no, but Sunny, have you ever dated someone who's gotten out of shape while you were dating? Uh, no, but I feel like all my girlfriends would say that I, I've gotten out yeah, of shape. Yeah, I think that that's very, very, first of all, very common in relationships. Yeah, you but, get comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And, and if I knew the answer, I would be exercising, but... Right, but uh, you do you do work out. I mean, you're very healthy, Sunny. You're very very healthy. Well, half the year, like when I'm working, right. I I it's so hard to exercise and eat right. And I mean, the writer's room. It's, it's so just hard to do anything. Fucking gross when you're working. Yeah, yeah. The, the only reason I exercise in the year, maybe this is advice. Uh, Katie and I go to Coachella every year, mm -hmm. so I will always start working out about two to three months before coach. Because, you get swole for Coachella. Yeah, because I, I got to be wearing those tanks. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to yeah. be swole, yeah. not swole in your coachy tank. So maybe maybe plan activities where shame will be involved. Right, right, right. And so he knows he's going to have to, you know, go swimming at the beach. I don't think this guy would mind rolling that pale, fat tummy out on the beach at all. Ooh, I actually, ooh. here's the thing. I think he sounds adorable. I love this boyfriend journey for you. Um, I think that you can't make a person work out if they don't want to, though. And someone's physical fitness is like a part like that's just a part of them. Like someone's it's same as like how clean someone is or how much they love animals or anything like what exists in them when you meet them is probably going to continue to exist in them. And that's something that you this is not like a guy that's active doesn't wake up on a saturday morning and want to go for a jog he's not going to become that guy most yeah. likely however i do think that you could be more aggressive in saying to him it would mean a lot to me if you would come to a yoga class and pick something that like honestly yoga is so multi-purpose multi-faceted that like it's so it would help him with his back it would help him with probably his stress it would help him with his peace of mind it's probably really good for you guys as a couple to get into something like that like center and and just chill and you can even propose it to him like that be like I just like think that like it would be really good for our energy if we went and did something like this don't even make it about working out but something like yoga is also so addictive that you do it that's like don't take him spinning or to go for a long walk the first time that you work out together. That's not going to like want keep someone like coming back for more. I really think like yoga would be the best thing or like Pilates even. Take him to a bar class. I know that's all womanly shit, but guys like that. I mean, I get weirded out by guys at yoga, but whatever. But being honest, I think is the key because it seems like she's saying partly it's for your health. 
But then also she's sort of admitting she's not attracted to him. Those are two very Be different Be like, yo, my things. pussy's dry as fuck. And then, just, <laughs> <laughs> and then just throw a pair of flip-flops at him uh, and tell him to hit the, hit the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do? I mean, if, if you're actually concerned about the person's health, that's one thing. And if, you're, if it's health that's the reason, then there are a million things to do where you could start cooking healthier, trying not to eat out as much. And, you know, uh, Katie sends me very illuminating links all the time about different health things. Oh, it is. That's the best part of being a girlfriend is you just get to drop little breadcrumbs all over that <laughs> yeah. motherfucker's life. And he doesn't even know what's coming. Yeah. Comes in the form of links, comes in the form of casual car sure, chatting, sure. buys a little a morning pillow talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Some sure. flip-flops being thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> but that actually sounds like a good way to start is like through food and like getting getting him to eat healthier. Yeah. And that's like more important than but working I, I out. I have a feeling that health isn't the reason that she's... Can we acknowledge absolutely. that there's something a little dark about being a 25 year old living in New York concerned about your boyfriend's health like that's really weird to me when I was 25 I was like concerned about where we were gonna get more cocaine like I yeah. was not worried about my boyfriend's health I thought yeah. yeah and also you walk a lot when you live in New York I know because I live there yeah no I, I think she's just not attracted to him which is a shred his metro card <laughs> 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 just start destroying his stuff. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would just slowly destroy anything that's that a, makes That's his a life subtle convenient. Brec- <laughs> it's Very subtle. Just uh, ripping up that metro card. <laughs> You're throwing a loaf at him at that point, <laughs> A loaf? Yeah. yeah. A loaf of bread. Yeah, you should throw a loaf of bread at him. That's not a bad idea. It's not a breadcrumb. It's a <laughs> I know. No, but I'm saying it's also you should just throw a loaf of bread at him. But then he- Gluten free yeah. bread. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And say, here, take this lifestyle change. My pussy's dry as hell. All right, <laughs> well, I think, I think we helped that person. <laughs> Malls, hey. Uh, it's one of your friends, but I'm not going to tell you my name. So I have a question. I'm single, and I've never been on a dating app, but I'm trying this new dating app right now. Okay, so I'm new on it. I don't know why I'm giving you this information. It's not necessary. Met a guy on it. Now we're texting. We're off the app. The texting was going fine. He's he's trying to be really witty, and that's a little bit exhausting. And then I sent him a bitmoji, okay, one of those cartoons of myself. And I sent him a few. Maybe I sent him three or whatever because they're stupid. I don't love them. I just sent them in this one exchange. And he wrote back to me, hey, I don't really – I'm not a real big fan of uh, people – sending cartoons of themselves it's like if somebody's going to do a cartoon of you you know let somebody else do a cartoon of you so I thought that was kind of like lame and a little bit too serious and I've never even met him in real life so tell me should I go out on a date with him and get over this little thing uh or should I just trust my intuition and be like this dude's a little bit snippy uh we're supposed to be keeping it light over text like I don't know. It just, like, affected me. Like, that's a big red flag already. Like, he takes himself too seriously and has a sense of humor. Anyway, that's my thought. Just tell me what you think on the show, and I'll tune in and listen. Um, I love you. You're amazing. Bye. Okay, so I'm ready to disclose something that people have asked me about a couple times in this podcast arena, and I've dodged the question, and we have not aired it. Um, But Derek and I broke up a few months ago, and it's fine. 
Um, it was a good breakup and he's very important to me. Um, but I was single for like a month and then I thought to myself, you know what? I'd like to try dating again. I'd like to see what that looks like. So I joined Tinder for one week and, um, I locked down a boyfriend immediately. Like I went on one date with this guy, called my Uber in the middle of it cause he was boring. Um, and then canceled. I had two weeks of dates set up every single night for two weeks. I had a date. And then, um, I, but I had just been talking to this one guy. And, and so I, I bumped on my other dates and I just said to him, I was like, I want to go out with you tomorrow night. And, um, he said, yeah. And then we've just been dating ever since. He's great. And I think that really, honestly, what it is is that I'm super efficient and good at, at Tinder. I think I'm really, really good at it. And I'll tell you why this is what people are doing wrong. It's a, it's a numbers game. It's about volume. You match, you swipe right on anyone that looks like they're not a crazy <laughs> mouth breather with hairy ass knuckles. Okay. And you swipe right. And then you wait, you don't talk to everyone and you don't messages. What are you doing? Sending a you should not have even been talking long enough to have three bitmojis go to him. I mean, multiple bitmojis. You lock that shit down night one. You have five text exchange and that person is not an idiot. You ask them out on a date because the goal is to get to a date. You're not going to discover anything over text that's going to be groundbreaking. Like, it's not going to be like that one text joke that really like sold you. Like, you're, you either want to go out with him or you don't. So just ask him out. Anyway, no, this guy sounds terrible. He sounds terrible, right? I mean, to each their own. If he hates bitmojis, that's fine. It's but not that he hates he's bitmojis. got to stick he's up his ass. Like, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He you doesn't should make great. someone else do a cartoon of you. I mean, like that is like that's so. First of all, it's not a cartoon of you. It's a fucking bitmoji. Like yeah. you don't get it. Like instead of asking, this is what I don't like. I don't like that he's a jump to conclusions, Matt kind of guy. Because, you, like, really think about it. Like, do you think this woman has illustrated herself in multiple positions with various words and sayings around them? Or do you think that maybe this is some sort of app that you're not privy to, sir? <laughs> do you really think that this, you just jump to the conclusion where this woman's an insane narcissist who sits around animating herself all day? That's where, <laughs> that's what you go to. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yes. That's a crazy person. Yes. I, I think blame is on both sides. But I Sunny, mean, when we first met, yes, you were Match.com and real. But you were you were uh, kind of a, a ladies' man. Uh, yes, that, that was a long time ago. Um, you were like Brian Fellows. I uh, I did the match, but this was pre Tinder. This is right. pre the dating revolution. And then and were a, you on Tins when you were between um, Tinder had girls? not come out yet, right? Um, uh, before I met Tinder came out after Katie and I got together. So okay. I, I've actually never seen it in action, other than just like at a bar next to me. Yeah, I uh, had never seen it either. Yeah. Um, and But it, it's interesting, though, like, because it seems like there's these two are so not right for each other. Terrible. I mean, she's she hates the witty comments that he's trying extra hard at. Yeah, the fact that you're already exhausted. That was like a red flag for me when I yes. was listening. It was like, it wasn't the bitmoji thing. It was like the fact that you had such a struggle. Well, when a bit when a bitmoji is causing a crack in the earlier relationship, it's usually a sign that it's probably not going to work out. Right. I mean, here's here's the other so th thing. So then don't send two more. <laughs> right. And, and also you have to... Um, you had to just be like, why would you want to drag your feet through a text exchange and then possibly go on a date with this person in two weeks? I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't understand this mentality. You guys have to start being action people. This is internet dating, okay? He's probably met 20 other girlfriends while you're, you've are you crafted that bit, 
like that last Bitmoji. Yes, and there's so many people who love Bitmojis. Yeah, and that's a very popular thing. Yeah, they're they're cartoon versions of yourself. What's I not made to, mine last night. They're they're fantastic. It's my Bitmoji's great. Yeah. So uh, if if not this guy, the next person you swipe on, I bet the, they will they will send the Bitmoji first. Um, do you have a good Bitmoji? Uh, no, I do not. Do you have one? I've tried and they never quite look like, I think it's the Asian thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah they don't yeah. have a lot of Asian options. No, no. You just end up looking like, like Guy Smiley oh, from Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not cool. No. I'm, mine wears a gray t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, can I ask you something? What? So did you ask the guys out or did the guys ask you out? 50-50. But yeah. I have no problem asking out a guy. Guys love it. They're so disarmed by it. Guys never know what to do when you're just like, hey, what's up? Literally, I've walked up to guys when I was younger. I just figure if you just walk up to a guy and tell him what you want, nine times out of ten, he's like totally into it. What's your take on that? Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's absolutely you're just right. happy that a woman is talking to them. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you want to go out? Like, yeah. that's literally not. I, I, rem I remember it was a big moment for me where I ran into a guy that I thought was really cute back in the day. And I ran into him at a restaurant and I don't know like what came out of me, but I just where like where it came from inside of me. But I just said to him, I was like, hey, do you still have a girlfriend? And he was like, no. And I was like, cool, let's go out. And he was like, yeah. And then we dated for like three years. So I but the point being, I had never asked someone something that direct before. And it really shocked me how well that worked. And so from that from then on, after that relationship was over, I just started working from like a more direct place in life. It just helps. It just helps. Yeah, I mean, guys, guys are so desperate and quote unquote thirsty, as they say. And so, yeah, it is just like every single person is going to say yes for the most part. Just keep going mm -hmm. until you find someone that loves a multiple bitmoji. Yeah, and a guy who can be like emasculated by either A, like someone being direct with them, or B, something like... Like, I mean, it sounds like he took this bitmoji thing as like some sort of major hit to his ego mm -hmm. you know and that's weird to me but then he so, he will find someone who hates bitmojis as much as he does that just jumps to conclusions yeah i also wonder asshole. if he was just like he thought he was above it like because she was trying so hard to be witty with him i think he might have viewed the bitmoji stuff as like simpleton childish maybe See, it sounds like she wasn't trying to be witty she just doesn't take herself that seriously i think she's just like whatever like i'm talking to a stranger from tinder oh bitmoji like when you're talking to a stranger, what do you like? There's literally nothing to talk about. Yeah. Now, has Tinder reached a tipping point where it doesn't? Is it like people? Do people still take it pretty seriously? Or is I, it I mean, I have to say, I don't understand what people's problem with Tinder is. I don't. It was. It worked. It was so effective. Like it worked so well. Like I went on two days, <laughs> and now I have a fucking boyfriend who's so awesome and hot and obsessed with me. So that's basically. <laughs> pretty much uh tinder working as well as possible and it happened to me i i kept when i was on tinder i kept asking people why is everyone so over tinder and i just realized they're using it wrong that's why they're over it they're all using it wrong i should teach a I fucking know, learning I... annex class you should hire me if you give me a hundred dollars i'll find you a boyfriend by the end of the day like easily you should get tinder to sponsor please advise yeah yeah i'm i'm aggressive I, I will. I could find anyone. Anyone. You give me $100, I will find you a boyfriend. Now, all the people, all the guys that were messaging you, was it, <laughs> did you find patterns in how people, like, approached you? Um, 
you know what I didn't get? I didn't get any of those weird canned. In- well, I think actually there was a couple like canned intros that seemed like jokes that were like, hey, do you come here often? Like sort of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> those, like Tinder nightmare material things. Yeah. And then there was like, you know, like every third guy would maybe mention something spe- so specific about one of your five photos that I wouldn't realize what he was talking about. Like, some guy was like, hey, you've got pretty cool taste in beverages. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I realized I'm holding a coffee in one of my pictures. I'm like, well, I have cool taste in beverages. This is your takeaway? Um, That's that's his pickup line. Yeah, cool taste in beverages. Uh, And then there was, you know, I unmatched anyone. I'm sorry, but I I do. He was like, this is But then uh, in their defense, though, I I understand their side of that. You know, because you're you're just trying so hard, I'm sure, to like make yourself stand out or be, you know. That's true. He's looking at that picture. He's probably like, she's going to know that I read her profile yeah. thoroughly. I mean, it, yeah, like, like she, oh man, she's going to like this because I like observed something about it's her. It's actually kind of, like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of cute. It's kind of adorable. It's actually kind of cute. But yeah. I did, I will say I unmatched anyone who said to me that they either asked one of our mutuals about me or Googled me. I immediately unmatched anyone because fuck you. That's not fair. Be a fucking adult who like runs to their playmate on the playground and is like, oh, I matched with someone on Tinder. We both know like fuck off. You're an adult. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Be a goddamn adult. Don't weird everyone out. That's what it is. It's weirding everyone out because we all do this shit. Trust me. I saw you on Tinder. We know each other in real life. I'm not going to say anything about it. I just swiped left like a goddamn normal person. <laughs> I don't need to run around town telling everyone that I saw you there. That's not, that's just weird. I ran into many ex-boyfriends that should not even be dating, yeah. let alone on Tinder. Should not even be in the dating pool, some of these men I saw on Tinder. that I mean, that is probably the horrifying thing about it is that anyone can sign up for this. Yeah. It's like any asshole can have a kid. Man, Keanu Reeves in Parenthood. Sure. You need a license to drive. You need a license to to catch a fish. You need a license to buy a fucking dog. But they'll let any asshole be a parent. Just replace all that with Tinder. And mm-hmm. that's and that's what my sentiment is. <laughs> <laughs> Todd. That was his character's name. Um Wow. Yeah. I'm going to propose to Katie as soon as I get home. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because of Tinder? Yeah. And maybe that that Keanu impression I just heard. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Dead on, Molly. I'm really good at impressions. Can you just um, go as Keanu you- Reeves from Parenthood <laughs> for, for Halloween? Yeah. You guys, I'm, I'm doing 20 minutes at the comedy store as Keanu Reeves from Parenthood tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I've written a lot of stand-up as Keanu Reeves' character in Parenthood. Todd, the race car driver. All right, next call. Yeah, um, my name's Amanda. I'm super nervous. Tony, by the way, you're my favorite. I'm so obsessed with you. I think you, like, followed me on Instagram, and I freaked out. Um, so basically, what I need advice on is I just somewhat recently became a single mother. Um, I have three kids. They're all young, like, all five under. Um, it was, like, coming for a long time, so... I'm actually not super upset about that part. Like, the breakup really fucking sucks, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, it's amusing me. But I just, I'm in, like, this huge slump, and I can't get out of it. I have great friends. Like, my family is cool. My job is 
was amazing. I feel like I have a lot going for me, but I just feel so just shitty and worthless all the time. Um, I just don't know how to, like, get back to feeling okay again. I just, all the, like, negative things my ex ever said about me, like, like, come back to haunt me, and I just can't stop thinking about it. Like, I went out with my girlfriend the other night and just, like, I ended up crying in my car. What's wrong with me? I, I can't snap out of it. So I'm sure you have some, like, amazing health seller got your group back advice for me. Um, and also, like, on the dating front in the future, am I totally fucked? Like, I understand three kids is a huge thing for a guy to take on, but I'm just, like, scared I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. So um, I'd love to hear advice if you have any. <laughs> my problem is, like, not too big for you to handle. So love you. Love the pod. Bye. Well, you're a single mother to three kids under five. I'd say that's something to cry about. I'd be crying in my car, too. (laughs) (laughs) Look, no, I honestly think that you just went through a fucking trauma and it makes complete sense why you're upset. Not only that, she has to like be strong in front of the kids. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to maintain that. Like, go to the bar. I would be crying, too. I'm telling you. Like, I'm not even just saying that as a JK. Like, I would be really upset no, if I had, this was going on. If I had one kid. No. Full breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and I was married. Yeah, I'd still just be crying. Married, one kid, just crying every day. <laughs> every goddamn day. In but, my car, at yeah. the bar, with my friends yeah. at work. But that's yeah. uh, but she should know that it's complete it's okay to be crying in cars. And I mean I would be doing that too. And but it sounds like just even the fact that she's asking that question, uh it's it, I don't know. I think she'll be fine because she seems like a very earnest, self-aware person. And just the fact that you're raising three kids on your own is a testament to like, you know, it's more and than a lot of. And she's willing to take that on. And like, I mean, sometimes we don't get the, these choices in life, but you did a, a very strong thing, which was very strong. A, a lot of people don't do that. No. A lot of people would rather stay with an abusive guy yes. and raise three kids with them because that is a very scary reality, especially, I mean, you didn't imply that you have any problem about taking care of yourself, but you're very young. You're 25. I mean, I don't know if that means you went to school, what your job situation is, but it's a huge, like, this, uh, you need a year. Like, I think you're being a little hard on yourself for, like, wondering why you can't snap out of it um when this is like a i don't think this is something you snap out of mm-hmm. like i think that you just have to start getting used to what this version of life looks like and i think guys love single moms actually honestly yes yeah I, mm-hmm. there's something like you know cuz I, I at the end of the day we're all fuck boys right right and so we're all we all need someone that's like going to at the end of the day, you want to be sort of mothered in a way, right? Right. right. And uh, so, so many of our guy friends, you would say that's that's their. If you just stripped everything down, if they were on like a deep shroom trip, totally. you would know that they're just longing for like a motherly figure to like love them. Absolutely. And so she's gonna be just fine. Yeah. I mean, she's taking care of three kids. She's strong. That's gonna be very attractive. And there are guys oh. who love kids. But yes. yeah, there are guys who love kids. And also, we worked with a single mom. And I remember that she said one day that she had, like, an electrician over doing some stuff. And, like, for the next, like, couple of weeks, like, he would stop by with, like, a pint of ice cream. Or, like, he is, like, you know, he, like, had, like, like, he'd come over and, like, hang pictures and do stuff for her. And, like, I remember saying to her, like, that's right. I, like, had this memory of all these people being very, like, helpful and sweet to my mom because they knew what she was up against as a single mom. And... 
I think that people are much more sensitive and aware of your situation than you might think. And that, um, it's much more commonplace and that single moms actually do get a lot of respect. So, um, you're going to find people who are compassionate to you, but yeah, I think you're fine. Sunny, we play a game here to get inside of people's minds. Um, it's Mm. called, do you fear that? But can I tell you something really quick? I have a brand new fear. Okay. So I went to go get a spray tan this week and my phone died on the ride over. And I've just been having a lot of phone drama lately. Like it's my phone is always dying on me and it's never, I can never get the charger to work in the car. Like there's always saying that one of these devices can't be supported or something. And so I was having like a fucking mental breakdown. My phone died. I was late for the spray tan. I thought my appointment was at three o'clock. Turns out it was at two. So my phone Mm. gets charged, comes back to life. I have texts on my phone that say like, don't come over. Never call me again. You can't book me for any more spray tans. I don't even know Jackie Johnson because I I said my friend Jackie had referred me. So I like texted her back and I was like, hi, um, I thought my appointment was at three. My phone was dead. I'm really sorry. I'm actually here now. And so she wound up letting me in. I said, I can go home if you want. She was like, no, no, no. Come on up. It's fine. So I had to, after just being dressed down and like kind of verbally assaulted by this woman over text, uh, had to stand naked in her living room Uh in front of her in a very intimate setting. Like this woman was like less than a foot from my naked body, like just mere maybe 20 minutes after ripping me a new asshole over text. It was really uncomfortable. You showed great courage. I would not be able to do that. Yeah, I would have just yeah. gone home. Yeah. Like, I think one of the she's things She's clearly that I a fear, very volatile person. I think being naked in front of someone who's angry with me is uh, one of my new fears. <laughs> 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 That's being naked around someone who's angry with you. Do you fear that, Sunny? Uh, no. <laughs> Deep space? No. Fire? No. Food in countries you've never been to? No. The dark? No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. Uh, depends on the situation. If you like walked into your boss's office to get a post-it and you and your boss for some reason was completely naked behind their desk, what would you do? Uh, I would apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so so well, weird so that sorry. I went in your yeah. office to get a post-it. <laughs> um, I don't even use post-its. Clowns? No. Sleeping alone? No. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car? No. Little person porn? No. Germs? Yes. Saying a new word out loud for the first time? No. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw? No. First dates? No. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life? No. Watching mold grow on nature shows? (laughs) No. What you'll see when you look in the mirror? Uh, Sometimes. Lena Dunham's success? No. Dancing in public? No. Singing in public? No. Missing out on events or parties? Nope. I mean, go to events or parties? Sometimes. You're a fraud? Uh, yes. Then no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Mispronouncing someone's name every time you've seen them and never being corrected? CM. Uh, no. Spending a week in Times Square? No. Contracting an STD? Uh, sounds scary, but it won't happen. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. No. Going through TSA. Uh, yes, actually. Quick story. I that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Coming back from Treasure Island Festival, it's in the San Francisco airport. I remember this, my friend. And uh, Katie, my girlfriend, had walked first through the security, <clears throat> and I, when I had left the hotel, I told her. 
please help me remember to throw this away. It wasn't her fault, but I'm just saying. I was just going to say, <laughs> oh, so I, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard the version where this was actually Katie's fault. Yes, okay, yes. sorry. So I, I have edited it. Okay. Um, and I, because I, I didn't want to throw, it was just a little weed, and uh, it away in the hotel, put it in my hoodie. She walked through the security check first. Then I walked through and she said she turned around and they just the entire thing turned red with like X's everywhere. Oh, God. And uh, the guy was like, uh, well, uh, we have to search you. And I tried. It was in saran wrap. And I just tried to be like, oh, I just have to throw this like saran thing away. Grabbed my wrist really hard. Made me open it up. Just a little dank nug in there. <laughs> and uh, they're like, we have to search through all your stuff. They put me into like a back office. I'm just like going through all the worst case scenarios uh -huh. in my head, you know, uh, and then uh, this like very nice older gentleman walked back. I was like, is this yours? I said, yes. And uh, he's like, you'll never do this again. Nope. I just put it in his pocket and let me leave. Didn't even take my name or anything. Love it. Yeah. You know, he smoked that on the way home. Sure. Like what? <laughs> Needles? Uh, uh, yes. What's in tap water? Uh, yes. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family? Yes. Sunday nights? No. Do you have body, uh, bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you? No. Commitment? Y yes. Becoming homeless? No. Change? No. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? No. Have you ever been in love with a stripper or sex worker, Sonny? <laughs> Vomiting? <laughs> uh, no. Bugs? Ah uh, yes. Being fisted. Yes. <laughs> Crave it. Uh, you fear not being fisted. Unusually good-looking people. No. The dentist. Yes. Death. No. Knowing what your hot dog's actually made of. No, because we do. Crying in public. No. Being with a man or a woman who's crying in public. No. Uh, being arrested for a murder you didn't commit. Absolutely. Heights. Yes. The idea that your worst enemy might be right about you. Yes. Birds. No. No. Okay. Well, that's. Do you fear that? Thanks, Sonny. You're okay? not a very fearful person. They're very. I mean, I think common theme was germs and bugs and other things that could cause pain. What's something you fear that's not on the list? Um, uh, super, super artificial intelligence. What do you mean by that? Oh, here we go. Uh, well, a lot of smart people like Elon Musk, Stephen Hawking, Steve Wozniak, they're all ringing the alarm bell that in, within our lifetimes, probably by 2050, uh, artif artificial intelligence will get to a point where it's super intelligent, where right now we have a lot of like narrow AI, which is like our phone, something to do one task over and over again. Then it'll be general AI where, um, you know, it does multiple tasks and can reason. And uh, right. once we hit that, it's just like minutes before you get to super intelligence, which is like her, which is like not her. It's like God where like it's all knowing. Like Skynet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it's not so much. What the fuck? What does that like even the mean? Computers will know a lot of things about human beings. They it, can control the traffic lights and they can talk to each other. And eventually, do you think the computers are going to revolt against us? Uh, maybe if we are like. Uh, Elon Musk gave the example of like if we created an AI that wanted to get rid of spam, yeah. it could get to the conclusion that the best way to, if most efficient way to get rid of spam is to just get rid of people. And oh. so then they, if it's all connected, all knowing, then really quick way to figure out how to get rid of people, and then spam's gone. Um, and what's crazy is that like 
uh, there's this really good book by Nick Bostrom called Superintelligence. And a lot of the stuff in it's borrowed from this guy, Ray Kurzweil. And he has this theory called the law of accelerating returns, where like, if you took someone from the 1700s and brought them to today, they probably die because they're like, what the fuck is happening? Right. But in order for the guy from 1700s to inflict that on someone else from the past, he can't go to the 1500s and bring him to 1700. They'd just be like, oh, like imperialism is a thing. This is right. fine. He'd have to go to like 12,000 12, BC. And then that person would be brought to the 1750s. And then he'd be like, holy shit. Guy from 12,000 BC, for him to do that to someone else from the past, can't go to 24,000 BC and do that because they'd just be like, oh, things are the same. They'd have to go to the dawn of man where before language and fire was made. Yeah. And so oh, like there's... pre-language and fire. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that pre-language and fire spot. Uh, <laughs> so if you look graph that, it's like this exponential curve. And we are standing right before it goes like up. Yeah. And like between 2000 and 2015, in those 15 years, we've probably gone through about a century's worth of change. So in 2050... There's like a lot of people are estimating that uh, that's when we might hit superintelligence. They're calling it singularity because that's when all the rules change. Like once you have something that's that much smarter than us, yeah. we're, we could either be all really fucked or it could be great for society as a whole. Um, but that's what I'm very afraid of. Jesus. No, <laughs> I'm afraid of that, too. I really like don't want computers to kill me, man. Like, wait, so, but like, what would they do? Like, would they like cut off all of our water or something? How would they all, how would they kill all of us? Well, um, I mean, maybe in the future we're all living in smart buildings, smart cars. Um, so oh, everything's yeah. sort of already interconnected. Um, and, and, you know, they could just all lock us in our, you know, abodes and, uh, or in our cars and, you know, have it us all like ship to an ocean and throw us in there. You know, there's a million ways where they just let out something into the air that some chemical that it's being able to figure out how to like put something in the water. But it depends on like, and that's why Elon Musk and Stephen Hawking are really trying to get people to pay attention to this topic because it all depends on like, there are safeguards you can put to make sure artificial intelligence doesn't go that route. But who knows? I mean, like it, kill switches, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you better find a way to deal with spam, guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not dying over this shit. Just press delete. Yeah. Sonny, do you want to read the letter? Hey, crew. I recently moved to Beijing, China. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, I recently moved to Beijing, China for work and will be, will be living in the country anywhere from one to three years. I'll only be in America for two months of each of those years. I've been thinking about the dating world, and while I might end up being too busy for it, I am curious about it. What dating in China will probably mean. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dating in China starring Julia Roberts. <laughs> dating in China is the name of the worst movie yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, co-starring Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> A little Julia Jackie vehicle. Yeah. Um, all right. What dating in China will probably mean, though, is dating into another culture entirely, since the expat culture is fairly small. I have friends who have done it, and usually when the culture is rather traditional, especially in countries like China and Malaysia, marriage is almost an expectation. And when marriages do happen, there is a dowry of something like 10,000K involved, not something I'm the most into. I'm wondering if anyone on Please Advise has any experience dating into other cultures and what that has been like for them. Um, I like that she's like sweating dowry payments but can't even get a date yet. Like, <laughs> Wait, chill the fuck here out. We go. <laughs> I'm not speaking necessarily on race. If anyone has... Any experience regarding religion, political affiliation, cults, 
juggalo subculture, etc. I'd love to hear about it. I feel like being a fairly open-minded person becomes a culture within itself. Any thoughts on that? Glad to have finally submitted a question. I would have called, but don't have a Chinese phone yet. <laughs> that sounds like a joke. Caleb. <laughs> I don't have a Chinese. It's from Kale Guts on Twitter. Oh, Kale Guts. It's a guy. Okay. Uh. Well, I really don't know anything about dating in the Asian gay scene, but I will tell you this. I don't know if there's gay dowries. He's not. he's not gay. I don't know why he got, <laughs> he got that from. Oh, I just I mean, he assume he's a big gay guy. I've just always assumed that. He just is way too into us for me to assume he's straight. I mean, juggle I mean, subculture. that's why he's mentioning a dowry, because that applies to dating a woman. Right. I was right. like, dude, Link, you're not going to find some gay Asian guy and have to pay his family $10,000. Chill the fuck out. Um Dude, I don't know. I would just like get some lotion and masturbate, call it a goddamn day. I don't know what I would do. This sounds, this sounds Wait, terrible to me. Move you home. Moving to China. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, having to move to China and God forbid date an Asian person. For one to three years. For one to three years is that bad that you just say grab some lotion and masturbate every day and get years. and just struggle through it. That's what we're, that's the advice. That's the please advice. Yep. No, <laughs> no. Look, it has nothing to do with dating an Asian. That is not the problem. I just think, first of all, this person is wildly cart before the horse that you're even talking about a dowry. That doesn't, that's not, that's not realistic. I mean, he, he will struggle, I think, because just the nature of the question, which is like, because this is so foreign, you know, like. Culturally dating, like, yeah, like dating in somewhere else outside of America. Like, what is that even like? And I mean, that's what people, I mean, he, in Europe, you just fuck. Yeah. I mean, if you went to just even being in America, there's different cultures yeah. and different, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, I, I would say, you know, having dated mostly non Asian girls my whole life, uh, it's, you know, the fact that he's even thinking about, I don't know, culture and, and definitions and lines makes me think that he should just move back to America. Right? Yeah. That's I mean, an option for him, so. Well, then I guess Molly's right. <laughs> masturbate alone, lonely boy. Yeah. Uh. Or I would advise him to think not so much in terms of culture and uh, just as people and dowry, cross that bridge when you get to it because um, uh, that probably won't come up. During the one to three years he's there. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I guess I don't know. Have you ever faced like adversity in like dating a girl like who's had a like a judge? I mean, are you, is he worried about also like getting in with the family and like the cultural sort of like? I guess. I mean, he's also wondering if any of us have us actually dated outside of our own race, not necessarily just race, but religion or political affiliation or, or juggalo subculture. Sub jump. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never dated out of my juggalo subculture. <laughs> but, You're um, very narrow minded when it comes very to your, curious yeah. when it comes to my juggalo subculture. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I do think that the only time I've ever dated someone where culture has been an issue like it's like, for example, I've dated a lot of Jewish guys that are obviously not going to marry a Catholic girl. Mm -hmm. And so like the kind of like the understanding, understanding, understand, um, 
the understanding was uh, accumulated that was the word you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the understanding was that we were just kind of having a fun time. Sure. Like this was of the moment. I've also been dumped because I wasn't Catholic enough. Um, which my high school boyfriend's parents thought that um he should reconsider settling down with me because I wasn't that Catholic. At least that's what he said. Yeah, I wasn't sure by his question whether it was he's worried that being in a foreign country, they will not be accepting of him or if, but I, I felt that the language was maybe a little bit more towards he's going into a foreign country and he's not ready to really accept the differences he will encounter. Um, but again, it's 2015. Good looking American. You roll up to China. Panties are dropping everywhere. <laughs> well, no, that's not true either. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we, is that an American? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily going to go straight into like marriage as an expect- expectation. I think, yeah, yeah. I think in China there there are still people too, and they will just want to. And he's in Beijing, so that's like yeah, a major a, mainstream <laughs> city, one of the biggest cities in the world. Yeah, uh, and people. And so they might be still traditional, but less yeah, so than the yeah, other. There'll be some hurdles for him to overcome, and just certain cultural differences, but. Um, but they're still people. So. Have you ever dated anyone that had a different political affiliation from yourself? Uh, yes, uh, but that it, it did not last very long for that very reason. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. same. I dated a guy when I was uh, 22, told me that he could never understand what it's like to be a black woman, so he's not even going to try. And I was <laughs> like, that's so dark. Did, like, it, did it end that day? When he said that, or did it take a while after? It did in my mind. Okay. Uh, but I think I hung out for another two weeks. I mean, I was the summer that I was living in L.A. interning, and he was a model, and he was really stupid. I met him at Barney's Beaner, and he bought me a Bud Light, so I went home with him. Yeah. Um, I would say I dated a very, very racist girl for about two years. <laughs> really? Wait, who was she racist against? Oh, just... You <laughs> Everyone you but Asians, it. apparently? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Asians and uh, uh, Czechoslovakians. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she drop n words and stuff. No, no, but she definitely had uh, negative feelings towards them. But I was, right. I was very young, and uh, personality was not at the highest of priorities. But yeah, um, yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Also, like, when you're young, like you don't, you haven't had like the world awareness yet to realize how fucking like insane it is to be racist no, like <laughs> like you've heard you've heard people's grandparents are racist like you've probably heard some casual racist comments in your life but you don't like you aren't around enough people to realize how fucking insane that is to walk around the world it, it is especially when we all came from the same african woman like yes. at the end of the day if you go way back down your ancestry.com tree mm-hmm. we all came from the same african woman we're all brothers and sisters yes. man exactly Virgin Mary. Huh? <laughs> Is that who we all came from? Virgin Mary? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next call. Hey, Mom, this is Troy again. Um, your trap king. <laughs> the dilemma that I'm dealing with right now is I have this friend. She's a former friend. We used to be really close. We grew up together. We were friends all through high school. And we had one of those friendships where we were associated with each other. Like, if I wasn't around her, people would ask me where she was or vice versa, like we were like one person, and um, post high school and into college, it continued, we were still friends, but like I felt some issues of wanting to sort of detach, because I felt like our friendship 
it was one of those things where it felt like we were friends out of um, just convenience of always being friends, but there was really nothing in common anymore at that point. And I detached. Also, there's resentments that come up because we are – we don't really like each other, to be honest with you. And um, I would talk shit about her, and she would talk shit about me, and our friends would tell each other, like, why are you guys still friends? You both, like, kind of don't even like each other. It was just this very weird thing. And I had decided to just, like, let it go. I didn't completely cut her out of my life, but I was, like, slowly, like, less – our communication was becoming less and less to the point where I felt like, okay, cool, maybe she understands. And she's had a really hard time dealing with it. Uh, and it's also super awkward because all of our friends, who were telling me, by the way, that I shouldn't be friends with her, now they all have all these opinions. Like, So I guess my question – Am I doing the right thing, or am I being an asshole? Like, should I sit down with her and be like, look, this is why we're not talking? Or, like, shouldn't she just know that we're not talking because we don't like each other? She does know that. She's just being an annoying bitch. Yeah. Cut them all out, I say. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, like, not just her. scorch the earth, yeah, bitch. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, I think that, like, honestly, I mean, it sounds like this is just a shit group of people, you know? Agreed. There's just no reason to keep people around in your life as you get older. I mean, maybe early on. Throw them in the trash. Yeah. They don't mean anything. You need two friends. I have two friends right here. I'm looking at them. Yeah, and, the, and <sighs> you'll, you'll find that as you start detaching from people who suck, uh, you'll they'll be replaced with people who are awesome. Uh, but yeah, just cut them all out. You gotta. It's like it. Honestly, it is always hard when you lose friends. You're like, oh, but what am I giving up? But like the the opportunity cost of hanging out with people who suck is yeah. just you can't afford. No one can afford that. I'll tell you. Like mm. it's like you can mm. literally never get back like memories, time. Like you're creating memories with like fictitious people like they're not even who you want them to be they're not real like this yeah. is not there's not a real friendship there they wouldn't be putting you like also who does this this is so childish this feels like middle school like remember when like you'd have a friendship breakup in middle school and for some reason half the school would be involved in it sure. feels like yeah. that yeah you know it really kind of feels like they pushed you to this also you're right you don't like this person anymore i've been in that position have you ever been in that position with someone where it's just like the friendship has spoiled yeah like Big time. It, it's spoiled. Like, it's just like y'all had your moment in the sun, but too much stuff has happened and you're not the same people that you once were and you know way too much and you can't, you can't unknow things. Yeah. What you might be able to do is come back together at another time, but it seems like for but right now. Then, usually and, once fruit spoil, ain't no fruit anymore. I mean, you know? that's what <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, there's no point. You also just get into an age in your like late mid to late twenties where you just start shedding a skin. Yeah, and and if people who are just causing you stress in your life, because then you're stressed about meeting up with them, and then when you're hanging out with them, that causes you stress, and then when you leave them, that's causing you anxiety and stress, and that's just uh, stress is a killer. Yeah. You know, that's in my Netflix queue. Stress is a killer. Is that, is that something? That's a Nat Geo, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a killer. Yeah. People don't realize like how much upsetting emotions affect their entire physical being. Yeah, like, no, it, it creates it, different uh, pathways in your brain. Mm -hmm. It affects your DNA. No, it's really bad for you. And I would say that the three years that I had the most negative uh, relationships in my life, 
that's when I got sick the most often. Right. Uh, not, uh, you know, not just like mentally, but physically. Yeah. Uh, I was sick all the time. Uh -huh. um, and once you start cutting that out, you actually feel yourself physically feeling better, which is crazy. I, I really do. I'm a huge advocate of quitting things when they're not working out for you anymore. Um, if so, like, I know that there's, you know, I don't know. Actually, I just listened to this Freakonomics thing. It's called like the science of quitting or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's basically about or the upside of quitting. And it's basically all about like how exactly what I just said, the opportunity cost, like where are you putting your everyone operates on this thing of like, oh, I've already put so much time into this, sure. though. I've already done. But like if that's nothing, if all of that means nothing, then that's all it means. And yeah. you're all you're doing is ruining your future. Quit your job, quit your relationship, quit whatever it is. Everyone's afraid to do these things, but that's the only way that you're going to make like great strides in your life. Yeah. And it seems it sounds like this person's bringing nothing positive into his life. He didn't say one like good thing about possibly maintaining this friendship. And so. just like they have 12 years in the bank. Yeah. Like that's it. That's it. So you're just trying to make other people happy. Right. Exactly. And by the way, people pleasing is mm. will kill you mm. too you yes. think stress will kill you yeah. people pleasing is like the the positions i put myself in when i realize like i've people pleased myself into a fucking corner and like everyone yep. has to die in order for me to get out like that <laughs> is it's just not good it's no. not good like i have to destruct like things like it's bad it's bad it just don't don't do it you're gonna wind up shooting everyone i swear to you <laughs> well, you're right. gonna walk you're gonna invite everyone to a party and then come out with a machine gun once they're all gathered in the living room and blow all their faces off mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's, yeah that's probably the most likely situation that'll <laughs> that'll happen that's probably what's gonna happen <laughs> again this is a comedy podcast please don't sue us you should go date that gay kid in china <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these, fuck these yeah. friends. Go, go date that gay guy who just moved to China. But don't mention that dowry. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. The beads of sweat that will emerge from his forehead. I mean, we're talking a flop sweat. Yeah. We really are. When you talk about that dowry payment. Yeah. Woo. Two of you throwing yourself into that juggalo subculture together. <laughs> <laughs> masturbating all the time mm -hmm. um all right uh well yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe you should go get a blowjob off of grinder to lift your spirits and um i love you trap king you're the best troy and yes you should just um continue to be advised because uh, i will fix your life as you've seen um thanks so much sunny for being here thanks for having me Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Sorry, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not drunk anymore, but uh, I definitely feel like my uh, performance has been dwindling steadily this entire time. So I, <laughs> I no, it appreciate was great. it. I, I feel like mine was dwindling. So. No, no, no. Sunny, you were great. You were you were super great. Now, before you leave, can you just tell us really quickly what you wore when you're making the band audition? Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I wore... More than one visor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, Christina, the, the I'm just, stacked uh, visors in the early 2000s? The mini what? visors? You stack them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had pop collars. What, I had, what season of making the band did you audition for? Was this season like, one? Season one. Uh, oh, this was, so you came yeah. with like O Town. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was O Town. Uh, I was at University of Pennsylvania. They were handing out flyers at six in the morning. Um, and I was in an acapella group, Bragg. And, uh, 
my friend and I, we just decided to take a train up to New York and uh, I wore multiple visors at frosted tips. I think Jinko baggy jeans. Maybe? Okay. Oh, yeah. You got to have yeah. the Jinko jeans. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was the time I thought. Uh, what was the circumference on that jean leg? Do you remember Jenkos were so yeah. huge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're literally huge. Yeah, um, uh, they. I mean, and I was I was skinnier than I am now. I'm very skinny still. So imagine just this stick of an Asian boy <laughs> wearing two visors and Jinko jeans, <laughs> which is like With basically a flowy denim skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. But uh suffice it to say I uh I did not make O Town. Did you make the episode of the show? I, I made it past the first cutoff. No, but I mean like did your second no, no. air? No, God no. Oh. No, 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 no. It was you couldn't do the dance. No, part, they uh right? they they burned that camera, the one that shot me. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I uh, I want to walk down the aisle to We Fit Together by O-Town. That's my favorite song of all time. Li- Liquid Dreams is a good one, too, though. Have you seen the video for that? Fairly? Not recently. <laughs> no, Go not... back and watch it. Um, isn't Jennifer Love Hewitt in Liquid Dreams? Who was no, in Liquid Dreams? she was Dreams? in the LFO. Yeah. Yes. Girl on TV. That's right. Oh, man. That was oh, my a, God. What, what a, a great weird, summer. Weird summer. <laughs> yeah. Weird summer, man. Um, you guys, that was Please Advise, 323-450-7408. That's the number you can call to have your calls on the show. Also, call us and update us. Let us know what's going on, how your Gaijin adventure is going. Um, again, that's 323-450-7408. You can email us, askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. We'll take your letters, your voice notes, your questions, your concerns, whatever. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please advise, PLZ. Just search us, soundcloud.com slash pleaseadvise. You guys. You should rate us on iTunes, five stars. Leave a review. We'll read your comment on the show if it's really great. Christina, do we have a comment to speak? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we don't have a comment uh, this week. I had a free advice, but I forgot it. Sonny, do you have any free advice? Um, yes, I do. What? It's the thing I texted you. Someone told this to me that uh, there are only two things. There's only one thing you need to be concerned about in life whether you're causing separation or you're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Which I found so profound. So tell me more like about that. Uh, well, when you think about it, like anything that we do uh, can either do one of those two things. Uh, like even just saying like you versus me or guy, girl, black, white. Yeah. Um, so much of our language is co- like creating a defining line. Right. And I think in doing that, that's where a lot of problems arise. So... When I heard that, I mean, even just from a physical standpoint, like science wise, like all of matter is trying to reach a point of equilibrium at the end of the day. Uh, So like biologically, we're trying to get rid of separation as well. Um, So I don't know. That's something like I try to think about my day to day now is are my actions causing separation or trying to get rid of it? Yeah. And uh, I found that very helpful. You want to get rid of separation? No, I want to cause it. Oh, you do? No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> well, that's really good. People can find you at the Sunny Lee on Twitter and Instagram, right? Yes, although I just made it private, so. Uh, oh. Yeah. What are you, you doing? Some heavy stuff on there right now? Uh, well, I th- I thought that uh, along the lines of separation thing, um, part of 
I, I was looking at the way I was using Instagram and Twitter and it really I was just using it to like boost the self, you know, like, oh, yeah, it, like how many likes I get, how many followers and right. Um, it's kind of like a it's exhausting. And so I want it does. I want to just uh, not care about that no more. What is this? That this is Prissy Pearl. She has a tie dye. Our next guest, Jackie Johnson's here. Um, she, I, I honestly did not know what was going on at first. Oh my god! Hi, you little cotton candy monster. Oh, she's so cute. Um, okay. Well, uh, Sanjan, thank you for coming by. I really appreciate it. Should <laughs> yes, people go to your uh, Gingy Beats page? <laughs> god damn Gingy it. Gingy Beats. No. All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. <laughs>